is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. I'm Taylor, and I act in Hallmark movies. And this, and this is, is the Deck, Deck the Hallmark, the Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. It's never Boy. not easy to do the the this is definitely podcast. <laughs> now, when you say locations. it's never not easy, that means it's easy. That's exactly it's a what double I'm negative. We, we knock yeah. it out of the park. That's what I'm trying every to say. time. We crush yeah. it. Um, Good guys, what a big day today is! It's a day that uh, I think we get you know somewhere between a hundred thousand and five hundred thousand emails per day, and I That's would right. say, and I would say uh, anywhere between twenty five percent and seventy five percent of those emails are people asking for Taylor Cole to be on the podcast. That's right. And That's right. So it's a big day for us, Taylor. I I almost believe you. Yes. Yeah. So Taylor, you've done double digit Hallmark movies. Do they give you like a knife set or a plate set or something once you get to double digits? What's What's the deal there? Yes, yes. Uh, I uh, receive gifts on the daily. No, I I am just so lucky to be a part of this. I don't know. I didn't know about Hallmark before I was introduced. And I, it was like entering a world of Narnia. Just like, what is going on here? These are beautiful movies for families to watch and everybody coming together. It's just like the most magical place on earth for me. I was just like, I am meant to be here and this is heaven and my grandma is going to be so happy well i've got i've got bad news for you because secretly we just got you on so i could talk to you about the glades that's why we got you on that's the it's a secret i i have questions about the glades uh your character and we'll get to it later but that's why you're actually here it's for glades talk it's it's not for you like golf because i love golf Okay, so in Ruby Herring, see how I brought it back to Hallmark? Yeah, yeah. you did. Ruby Herring, this next one that's airing April 5th, uh, I play golf and I teach my detective friend a little bit about golf. So you can do watch you my actually, swing. And now you, I know I'm making a fan out of you. Yeah, do you actually play golf? I actually play golf. Wow. wow. I was raised by my dad. So uh, nice. I asked for Barbie and I got, you know, golf I got clubs. a pool table, I got golf clubs, I got a go kart. <laughs> I'm a boy. I'm just a boy. I love it. It looks like a girl. Um, Taylor, let's dive into uh, kind of your story and your career um, and all that wonderful stuff. How did you, um, at what point in your life early on, did you say, I want to get into this acting thing? What was it that kind of made you go, this is the thing that I want to do? Yeah, uh, I was an athlete growing up, obviously, raised by my dad. (laughs) And um, I never... uh, I, I was never comfortable in front of a camera. I mean, I was a model, so I was uncomfortable in front of that kind of camera. But even for uh, commercial auditions, I was terrified. I could barely say my name without shaking. Uh, and then I went out to visit my parents, uh, my mom and my stepdad in LA, and he was an actor. And they said, "Do you want to? Do you want to try acting?" And I was like, "Not really." And because I didn't care at all about it, I booked my first show. I went out to the head of uh, CW at the time was Kathleen Lettery. And I did a cold read and she said, yes, send her out everything WB. And then I booked my third audition and it was an Aaron Spelling show. I was a guest star 
And he was a fan. So he made me a series regular. And there was really no reason for me to be a series regular because I wasn't part of the family. It was with Lori Laughlin and Jesse McCartney and Ryan Quanton. A lot of people came out of that show. Zach Efron, Daniel wow. Panabaker. Yeah. So uh, that was my first no. show. Yeah. Taylor, you say you booked your first and your third audition. Like we talk to actors every week on this show who always say, look, out of a hundred auditions, if I can book two or three, I'm really doing it. And you just yeah. went two for three right out the gate. So did that, did that I give you my any? Third audition. I booked my third audition. Oh, I, I thought you said you booked your first and your third, but either way, no, no, no. does, does that give you some confidence? Like that you found out later? Oh my goodness. I'm going to do a bunch of these and it's not going to be nearly as successful as it was just to do one right out of the gate. Actually, it made me crumble in fear because I felt like I should know what I'm doing now. Like once mm. they they booked me, I was like, oh, I have no clue what I'm doing. This is <laughs> this is now awkward. I'm supposed to be a professional and something I have no clue anything about. So it was, uh, it was a little nerve wracking. I would I would have to say. So after that, the auditions were total crap because then I had to care about it. When you don't care about something, yeah. you're just immediately better. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> we had, we had another actress on who said, whenever I bo- go to a commercial audition, I take my kids with me because I'm more worried about them behaving out in the hallway and I <laughs> don't care. Funny. And nice. I always book it. Um, which, <laughs> which makes sense, I guess. Um, so let me ask you this. Have you ever had, we, I asked this to every actor that's on, have you ever had just a notoriously bad audition? Like one where you just were like, oh, like yeah. r- memorably bad. Like you went in and you left and you went, Oh my goodness, that just happened. Yeah. I said, I, I was testing actually for something. They didn't get me the audition. I, I went in, I, I did a great job in the first audition that we had. And then, there was a chemistry read for the second part of the audition. And so the, that means that the guy who has been cast is already in the room and I'm doing an audition with him. But I had only got word that I got the call back two hours before. So I'm like getting ready, you know, throwing everything together. I'm just not in the right mental headspace. And I go in and I'm doing the audition with this poor sweet man and (laughs) I just couldn't I couldn't like gather myself and I basically (laughs) said can we can like can I leave I just asked (laughs) can I go like is this over yet like I basically just like please somebody help me and they were like no you're fine you're fine let's just we we've got time you know the next girl's not coming till and i'm just like hire the next girl hire oh, her. Boy. like i this is just watch that first tape you liked that one just do something with that like i've got to go <laughs> it was really yeah bad. i think asking to leave has to be up yeah. near the top of the list of bad auditions yeah. if you just say hey can i get out of here i yeah. got to no it's a no for me yeah so that's, that's wild no, um you yeah. mentioned that you you were nervous being in front of the camera um, has that, I'm hoping that that's changed by now. So at what point <laughs> in your career did you begin to become like truly comfortable to where every time you were in front of the camera, you weren't like freaking out? Freaking out. Um, I think Lori Laughlin and, uh, Jesse McCartney, they both really helped me because I remember like before I would enter scene, I'd be like petrified, just standing, waiting for my cue to enter. And then they'd look at me and be like, are you, are you all right? Everything's going to be okay. Just chill out. And then I realized there was no real reason for me to be, you know, terrified before scene. So yeah, watching professionals be professionals really helps me. (laughs) 
So you got to do, I mean, your IMDb page is just like covered with a ton of shows that people would recognize. You were on several procedurals. You had a pretty long stint, like 12 episodes on CSI Miami. Um, what's it like? I, I, whenever we talk to people that do procedurals and then they do Hallmark, you know, with, with procedurals, you're shooting all in the same space and you're doing 40 minutes a week, 40 minutes of TV a week. Whereas with Hallmark, you've got eight or 10 locations and you're doing 15 days for a hundred some pages. Like what's the difference there? Like what's the jump or was it pretty much the same for you? There's definitely more flexibility with TV. You've got more takes, you've got more, you know, uh, a lot more uh, leeway to have fun or mess up (laughs) on Hallmark movies. It's, did you sort of say your lines? Okay, good. We're moving on. <laughs> Next. Did you, when you were on CSI Miami, did you ever get to see David Caruso do the take his sunglasses off and say a terrible pun? Oh, did yeah. Did you get to see that? I saw, well, I didn't see him say the terrible pun, but I, I had a lot of scenes with him and he was very, very nice to me, I must say, but there was a, a different vibe when he walked on set, which was, you know, number one's entering and everybody would get their game faces on and ready for anything because wow. he, he was, he did what he want. He owned that set. And he, I remember one take, he was, I guess we had finished the scene and I walk out and he just took all the beakers and he slid his hand across the whole table and, and he didn't tell anybody. So he didn't tell props or anything. And now he's bleeding because all the beakers were glass. Oh. Whereas if you were, you know, going to tell somebody that you would do that, they would set up uh, yeah. fake glass, like sugar glass. So it was always like an unpredictable, uh, what do we do now? Continuity, stop bleeding. Like, you know what I mean? That was he, the whole. He's so notorious. Like he was notorious on NYPD Blue on that show for being this just different kind of dude. But to hear that firsthand is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely had his own way of you know it was it was his way. It's the for same sure. thing that happens when wow. I walk into the office and like I know oh, I love yeah, these yeah. movies, but boy, yeah. I'm a bear to work with. Like it's just tough. Oh my gosh! <laughs> One day we were we were watching Matching Hearts with you and Ryan Pavey, and he <laughs> threw the TV. Brand threw the TV. And if we had known that, we would have gotten a prop <laughs> TV. And that's just, right, we'd uh, have gotten a fake one, but we yeah, didn't. Just didn't. And that's, that's on right. us. Yeah. Um. I do. I do have a question about the glades. If it's okay with you, um, you now, if I remember correctly, you play a detective that comes in, and you're like a love interest to Matt Matt Passmore's character. But everybody is supposed to be pulling for him to be with the other girl, and not you, even though you two have a past. Um, but the question that I have is is more the glades ends with the main character being shot. And bleed, lying down, bleeding on the floor. And I know that by that time you were kind of out of the show. Did you talk to anyone uh, from the cast who was very upset or just really frustrated with A&E because they left on the biggest cliffhanger of all time and they never got any closure to that? No, I did not speak to anyone about that. But I do know that when I was brought on to that show, it was because Keely the the yeah. girl who was the love interest was pregnant at the time and um a- anyway i i was supposed to be a bunny boiler and uh, like a psycho yeah. and then they ended up writing me as you know just falling in love with him and not being <laughs> as psycho as as I, but i was looking forward to being a little crazy but i, I no i didn't see the last whole season oh um, my gosh it just yeah. ends you never get any resolution of any kind oh <laughs> 
That's brutal. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there, you're on a bunch of shows that have kind of like a cult following. What have you found to have like the most rabid fans? Like the ones that are just like, wow, they still come up to you and they're like, I loved you in X. What, what, where have you found like that mm. kind of, yeah. like the fans are just crazy. The best, best fans on earth. Yeah. Supernatural by far. Sarah Blake, actually so much so that, the, <laughs> that, um, all the writers got all the characters that everyone kept asking about. They wanted to see these characters and they put them all in one reunion show and then killed them all. Like just one, <laughs> one episode. Like we wow. don't hear about these people anymore. And so they just, uh, you know, t- and I think season 10, they brought uh, probably 10 of us and just killed us all. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> what? And this is a, this is a fun question. What, what is the bigger number, um, Hallmark mo- movies with Taylor Cole or Seasons of Supernatural? Oh, I think it's pretty close. How many seasons? Is there 15 seasons? I, I think there's 15 seasons of Supernatural, and I counted on – do you know how many Hallmark movies you've been in? More than I 10. Counted, I counted 12 on here. Is, are you including Ruby Herring? Yes. Airing April 5th at 9 p.m.? Yes. <laughs> come out. It's airing. Come out. You're in a new movie, Taylor? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Did you want to yeah. hear about it? Yeah, I, would, I mean, maybe, I guess, since we're here. I mean, I've got more Glades questions, but I guess <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I count that, including that one, 12. So Supernatural has more seasons. It's close, though. We are going to uh, take a quick break because we have an amazing sponsor to Spotlight today, a new one to the really show. Really excited about it. Yeah. If there's one thing I know about you, Dan, it's that you um, geek out over things like beds and other things, <laughs> including right. air purifiers. I am an air purifier nerd. It's a true story. Which, com- and- which comes in handy today. It certainly does because we get to talk about Molecule, which is the latest and greatest technology in air purifiers. Yes. Um, Every air purifier on the market, aside from Molecule, uses a technology that's basically a HEPA filter. It's been around for 75 years. They are tried and true, but they're not great. Molecule has developed a brand new technology that destroys particles in the air that are dangerous to you. Um, This is fascinating to me, and I won't get into the science too much, but imagine some of these particles that are allergens that cause you to have a runny nose, cause you to not be able to breathe well. They slip right through a HEPA filter, but not a molecule air purifier. They destroy these particles immediately on a molecular level, and they allow you to breathe and breathe easier. Uh, This is groundbreaking, and Molecule does this through in several different packages. Uh, not only do they have large room air purifiers, they have mini air purifiers that can that can take the air out of just one little space, like an office or a kid's bedroom. You can go to their website. You can bundle these air purifiers together. These are the best in the business. And so they offer this technology. It's called the Pico technology uh, through a range of their products, providing a solution for the home in when it comes to air purification, no matter what your home is. And whether you need the large room one or you just need the mini, you can choose uh, the units that are best for your space. You can bundle these air purifiers to get your whole house pure of the bad stuff and only the good stuff breathing in, making allergies a thing of the past. And here's the thing right now. What? uh, For our listeners, they're going to give you 10% off your first air purifier order. All you have to do is go to Molecule.com. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com. M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. E.com. And at checkout, you need to enter the code DTH. Enter the code DTH, and you're going to get 10% off the best air purifier 
on the market. Amazing. Pollen is the worst. And so here's your solution, everybody. Here's your solution. Get all those allergens out of the air. Breathe better. Breathe easier. Breathe molecule. As much as I'm loving Mm. the Glades questions, and I know that we can talk about (laughs) Glades. Uh, I would like to transition to the Hallmark because it's uh, it's you know, the podcast and stuff. Um, and so tell tell us about kind of how you got uh, involved with Hallmark um, and kind of what was your first uh, thought like when you dove into this world. Uh, they have some rabbit fans too. So what was it like for you kind of transitioning into this this fun uh, thing with Hallmark? Well, actually, when I first got the offer, I had just dyed my hair of like metallic white. I wanted to be superhero hair. I was just trying to manifest being a superhero um, or getting a role as a superhero. So I, I, what else, but dyed my hair, platinum, white, uh, silver. And, and, you know, a week into that awesome look, I got an offer from Hallmark and they were like, Whoa, what's happening? What'd you do there? Could you tone that down? And I was like, Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'll make that more natural. So my first Hallmark movie, I, you know, I, um, made my hair, it was such sacrifice, but it was worth it because, uh, <laughs> cause it was, it was really so a whole I new just world. Get this- Get this straight. No one told you to go metallic white. You just were like, let's do it. No. Yeah. It's like, it's like an equivalent of uh, a tattoo, you know, but I don't have to sit in hair and makeup and get it covered up, but you know, it's a little (laughs) more temporary and I can, you know, do whatever I want. So that was my rebel phase of just trying to manifest what I wanted, but I I had also done uh, ballers, which I'd signed on to do nudity in this in the series because it was supposed to be you know for the storyline and not gratuitous and all this stuff and I ended up not doing that show and uh and after that I sat down and really asked myself what do you want to do like what is your you know spell it out for yourself and I just said I want to do I want to be on a show that's family friendly that my kids won't you know get get punished at the playground for, you know, (laughs) saw your mom on, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I just, I I was like, I want a steady job that is not, uh, compromising myself in any way. Hmm. And then Hallmark came on a week later. So that, you know, making it clear and all that bull is not so is, is, Accurate. <laughs> That's awesome. In my case, at least. <laughs> was it was it uh, like a, a a challenging transition at all? Because I know you know Hallmark. Um, you know you you do the the fifteen day shoots and you do the and they're very family friendly and the I, we hear the sets are just amazing. Was it a transition for you, kind of going from a, you know hot, doing some different TV shows and doing some like you know not family friendly stuff to kind of die? Like, was it a difficult transition at all? I mean, for me, it was uh, heaven on earth. I, I got into this whole world of acting on accident. You know, I was sort of tricked into <laughs> to auditioning and then I got a part. So for me, Hallmark was the perfect transition. It it just felt, I, you know, some, some actors are in it to win awards and be and change lives. And I'm here to, you know, make my grandma happy. <laughs> And really, I, I, honestly, the Hallmark fans are incredible. They are, it, they want this content. You know what I mean? They're excited about 
being able to sit around the TV and watch something without fear of, you know, guns and nudity and all this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to catch up on Westworld. Holy cow. I know why, <laughs> I know why Hallmark exists. It's like that. It's a bit much right now. You know, we're going mm. through a pandemic and I, I'm, I'm in a very, <laughs> you know, a uh, very delicate moment here in my life and watching Westworld is <laughs> making me uh, a little crazy. So yeah, I can see why Hallmark is uh, very, very important to all the fans and they really do show the gratitude and love and come up to me and say, you really have changed my life. And I, I am really honestly, yeah, you know, grateful guy, for you know, Hallmark uh, movies. So was a kid. He would make fun of your kids for you being in Hallmark. So, oh my gosh. So, you know, you can't win. I would 100% make fun of your kids. Yeah. You yeah. No, he's, you yeah. Win. Yeah. But I'm kind of the worst. That is, that's that is how accurate. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Taylor. Uh, what I, I know you can't, let's take Ruby Herring out of this. Okay. Um, of your other Hallmark, like your Hallmark Channel original movies, which one is the most memorable or the one that you're most proud of that you just were like, this was the best time? It was, it was definitely My Summer Prince. Okay. Have you guys seen it? We've not. Mm-mm. That was, yeah, I, I could tell. Um, it was before <laughs> our time. We've, We've seen uh, like the fall one from last year, year so. from two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did one with well, Tyler Hines that we've seen, yes, and we, we saw Matching Hearts. We've seen a okay. bunch. We just haven't seen that great. one. Great. Well, okay, then you have to watch it. Um, we It was my second movie, so that was when I really knew that I was in the family, and I was like, we can make a real career out of this. Mm. This is this is fun, and this these are these movies are so lighthearted, and just everything about it like clicked at that moment. You know, the first one was just sort of, what am I doing? What is this world? And it was it was fun and uh and then the second one was just pure bliss it was we were shot in utah and it was sunny so we were actually shooting summer in a in a summer climate which awesome. you know it's usually you're shooting the opposite climate you're sweating in a parka or you're freezing in a you know tank top so we were in the most beautiful place park city and it it just couldn't have been better and the crew had done multiple movies together so they just well-oiled machine and cranking them out and we wrapped early every day and really that one had a lot of stakes there was emotions involved and tear shed and <laughs> i know i'm convincing you you you're oh, gonna no. watch we're I'm in. all in we're taylor in. <laughs> S- stop Sign selling i'm in oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then with that same uh, Jack Turner was the he played the prince and he's a Brit and so from there we ended up doing one winter weekend and one winter proposal and hopefully we do one winter wedding this year uh, when all this mess is cleaned up but yeah so I think the fans really liked that dynamic because we got to do it again yeah I'm interested um, you know you decided you wanted to kind of uh, change what you were doing. You want to make this family friendly stuff. Um, is that what you are only going to do? Have you told like your, your, your agent, Hey, it's Hallmark or something else that's family friendly or Hey, if a Westworld comes along, and says, hey, we <laughs> yeah. want you, are you doing it? Or are you like, no, I'm family. Like I want to do stuff that's for the family. Now that's what I want to do. Uh, look, it would really have to be something completely moving for me to 
you know, uh, get off of this track. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I read things that come through, but honestly, I'm so happy where I'm at. We, we do, you know, two to three of these a year and get to promote it and deal with all these fans. And it's sort of just hard to go back to <laughs> the real world of auditioning and, you know, being put through the, the ringer for something maybe you're not as passionate about. So for me, I am so happy where I'm at, but I will never, I, I will always read anything that's, you know, offered to me. Yeah. So you, uh, most of your movies are uh, with Hallmark are not Christmas movies. In fact, the majority, the overwhelming majority are not. You're it, right. It, it, is that just like a weird coincidence or are you just like, Why no you Christmas? Christmas? <laughs> no, no, I would love to do Christmas movies and everybody wants to see them. I think uh, Hallmark has a thing maybe about putting girls in back-to-back seasons. So mm-hmm. I've had a bunch of... Winterfest movies, which come after Christmas. So I think, or I've had two Winterfest movies. Uh, I think I sort of got in this rotation of not being able to do Christmas movies, but I feel like we should all get over that fact and make, make yeah. more Christmas <laughs> movies. They don't have that rule with the guys. Andrew Walker no. was in two yeah. Christmas movies yeah. last year. Like, uh, yeah. like, Andrew, just do another one. Yeah. Let's Andrew Walker, one. Like, Andrew Walker just stays on the Hallmark soundstage. Like, he's just yeah. there. It's like, yeah. let's do another yeah. one real he has quick. His own let's... parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, need, you need me? You need me? Right. Um, let, let's talk about uh, Ruby Herring. Uh, talk about that, uh, that kind of series. And I imagine the mysteries are a little bit different to film because they're a little, little bit darker. There's, you know, some different stuff going on. It's not just two people falling in love. Um, and so what, what is that like? Is it a nice change of pace uh, for you in, in regards to the Hallmark movies? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy the, you know, the predictable outcome of the uh, beautiful love story in the regular Hallmark movies, but I can definitely appreciate, you know, a little mystery solving. It kind of brings me back to my, uh, my procedural days of CSI Miami and the Glades and all those things where I'm, you know, figuring out the case and the, the fans, I mean, the fans is what makes it the, the, my favorite to be a part of, uh, you know, they love to solve along with us. And also this particular one has Andrea Canning and she's from Dateline and she's amazing. And I, I just, she has endless sources of crazy, insane stories. So she's basing them off of things that she's reported on herself, which is so cool. And we're so grateful. And she comes on and she gets to be a news anchor with me. You know, some of the other mysteries, uh, are seem, seem convenient. Like, you know, they, she's a baker and she solves, but Ruby Herring is a reporter and, uh, an investigative reporter now, uh, in the third one, she gets a little, um, job, and a, a raise or a, Promotion. a new job title. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So she was a consumer reporter and she was afraid to step into the footsteps of her dad, who was a, a investigative reporter. And now she is one. And it just makes sense that she's at the crime that's going on in the town. You know, it just, mm. it, it, it all comes together and it's, I think it's really enjoyable to the fans to solve it along with us and so you, also watch the little love story blooming in the background. 
You said you really like the predictable version of just a Hallmark movie, but you really like this. Like, which is your preference? Like, do you like building a character like Ruby Herring, where even though it's a lot of procedural, there's a little bit of character growth every, you know, that's been my experience watching the Mystery 101 ones is that, you know, it's like CSI, like for 42 minutes, 38 minutes is the case of the week. And there's kind of two minutes in the beginning and end that you see a little bit of character growth. Do you like that? Or do you prefer having an all in all done 15 days? We shot it. We did the full arc. It's over. Which is your preference? I like, I, I, I mean, the reason why I like the, uh, the rom-com is the calm part of the romantic yeah. comedy. So I have in Ruby, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was probably more grounded and, uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, mystery and, uh, solving the case head down sort of girl, but I've, made her have a little bit of uh, a little rom-com I threw in the rom-com anyway I was just like no I want to do a rom-com stuff so I (laughs) I uh I sort of made it fit in my own in my own world so uh I I enjoy the the awkward funny you know meet cute of the other one so you know I've just made Ruby a little bit you know, goofy what, sometimes. What's your favorite per- personal favorite r- romantic comedy of all time? Oh, did, didn't I already say uh, my summer prince? No. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. I'm talking about no Taylor. I'm talking about actual movies here, like oh. real in the theater films. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man, I'm so bad at movie. Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I only live in Hallmark. What do you mean? That's right. This, this I love all it. I got. <laughs> which is the which leading man that you work with has been the funniest? Just the nat- natural funniest. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Is, but he's he's, he's such a yeah. He's, he's such a diva though, right? Like everything has to be just right with that guy. Like he just is so. You know, we had him on the show. He insists, he insists on yeah. a twenty-minute skateboard break every hour. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that we, make sense. We had him on the show. He had a writer like three pages long just to be on our show. <laughs> I mean, such a diva. Uh, I have never heard anybody talk about a jawline as much as Tyler Hines. He he's obsessed with jawlines. That one, as he should be. They're great. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, the first 30 minutes of our interview was him talking about my jawline, which I get. I get it. No, you're, you're a stunner, Bram. Yeah, you yeah, are. 10 of 10, Bram, for sure. Um, should, should, we, should we dive into the, the rapid fire? Yeah, I think we should. Um, yeah. We like to end every um, interview uh, with a rapid fire. We each get to ask you three questions. You have to answer it uh, as honestly and quickly as you can. Okay, I'm really bad at this because I don't like to choose things. I like, yeah. I like to have all options. So I might have two or three answers to your one question. Go ahead. That's okay. Dan, do you want to start us off? (laughs) Yeah, I'll start us off. Uh, The best meal you've ever had in your life. Oh, jeez. I, the in New York, the chef's table tasting nine Mm. course meal. Wow. Okay. Panda. Mm. Uh, Last book you read that really touched your heart? Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You can Am say I that you don't. Yeah, go for it. 
My Summer Prince. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's a great script. That's a, yeah, it really, uh, it really touched my heart. Uh, Panda Panda tends to ask questions that are on the minds of tween girls. Like that's the problem. <laughs> Listen, he's, I ask the like, questions that we all really want to know. Yeah. It's all not the, my fault. All the readers of Seventeen magazine are dying to know the book that last touched Taylor's heart. That's the. <laughs> I I am who I am, guys. <laughs> what um you said you were uh, you did sports growing up. What was your 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 favorite sport? to play uh growing up volleyball but i tore my acl Ooh. yeah oh, no. mm. that's yeah. the worst <laughs> you're a dream director to work for oh uh, oh i'm i immediately go to hallmark all oh, of my, my directors were hallmark <laughs> i'm just like programmed hallmark land uh um you, you know i'm say- gonna say go ahead <laughs> uh, well, Neil Fernley did our last Hallmark movie, and he was amazing. Ruby Herring, uh, April 5th at oh, okay. 9 p.m. <laughs> April 5th. Get out of town. Now, were you in the Glades? I'm, I'm just confused. <laughs> also in the Glades, yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Best golf course you've ever played? Ooh. Oh, wow. Um I'd say Edgewood here in Tahoe. It's right on the water. But I've also, I did a golf tour last year and we played at all these private clubs that I would never get the opportunity to play. And oh. there was so many clear, clear Creek. And uh, I can't remember the names of any of them right now, but yeah, anything in Tahoe. Cause it's just stunning. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Juxtaposition of the mountains and the snow capped, <laughs> you know, mm. With the lake and uh, the evergreen trees, it's just incredible. Love it. In your opinion, which boy band is the best boy band? <laughs> I was never fanatical about anything. And in my whole life, I've never been. Uh, I think my dad got me in sync tickets, and I, I had to pick three of my friends who you know, basically ruined relationships because I had to choose three of them. And I was just like, you take my spot. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, boys to men. Oh, come boys on. That's, that's the right answer. Oh, yeah. Easy. That's the good right answer. Yeah. If that, if that counts as a boy, that's band, though, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, I found uh, a loophole. Yeah. So, uh, your dream vacation, you get to spend a week anywhere in the world. Where are you going? Oh, wow. Um, you know what? I actually picked to live where my dream vacation is, which is Tahoe. Wow. Uh, I mean, it has everything, honestly. I mean, besides the fact that the mountains are closed now, but, you know, I'm five minutes away from the best snowboarding mountain in Tahoe. And there's a lake that's incredibly clean without flesh eating amoebas and uh, sandy beaches, uh, beautiful rocks, see through incredible fresh water. The air quality is insane. I could keep going. I, yeah. I'll be really annoying if you want me to. <laughs> so time out. The two things we need to know here are that Tahoe <laughs> is the best vacation spot on the planet and Ruby Herring comes out April 5th. That's is that what right. I'm hearing? Okay. Just That's making sure. What, yeah. You got it right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I'm simple. So I'm, what's the ideal perfect day for you in Tahoe from beginning to end? Like what would be the perfect day? Uh, well, I, I revolve everything around eating. So uh, most importantly, coffee that tastes nothing like coffee, tons and tons of delicious creamer. Uh, and then a breakfast, a good hearty 
as much <laughs> as much goodness as I can get on a sandwich, sort of breakfast, uh, and then go to, well, depending on summer or winter, it would be go to the mountain or go to the lake. And, and then of course a great lunch, uh, <laughs> and, uh, laying out on the beautiful beaches and come home to a nice dinner. Wow. Love it. <laughs> he really did it. That was really, that's really nice. And a Hallmark um, movie at the end. Uh, duh. <laughs> May, may I interest you in my summer prince? <laughs> my summer prince to top it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, did, when you were, when you were young, did you ever, um, practice your autograph? And if you did, <laughs> is your autograph today similar at all to your autograph that you practiced when you were a kid? I do still write like a 12 year old. Um, but no, I did not practice my autograph. I remember we had a, uh, I'm not sure what she was like a, an analyst uh, of handwriting that would come in and basically tell you what your job was going to be. Or I thought it was a bit scarring yeah. that like in yeah. high school, this lady was going to tell you your future because of how you wrote. I was like, ah, I should have studied harder in handwriting class. This stinks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, I forget what she said to me because it was, it was so un, unimportant. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I have not worked on my, I think it's because my dad's an optometrist. And so his handwriting is horrendous. He, he got a letter from the IRS saying you need to make your signature clearer because anybody could, wow. <laughs> anybody could, uh, you know, redo your chicken scratch. So he is so bad at it that I just was like, there's no use. And turns out there is no use. I can't remember the last time I wrote anything down. Wow. There you have it. <laughs> That's right. Guys, we, we, did, we it. did it. Taylor, thank we you so it. much for joining us. Thank you for giving of your time uh, when we're all quarantined anyway, and we really appreciate it. And be sure, I guess, to check out Ruby Herring uh, on April 5th. I think we, we're all gonna. This Sunday. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, if people want to follow you on the social medias, uh, how do they do that? I think Instagram is at Taylor Cole. Oh gosh, guys, I don't know. Is it at Taylor Quinn Cole? Just, or is it Taylor just Cole? Search. <laughs> yeah, just search for I Taylor Cole. It's on the Taylor Googles. Quinn Cole for, for Instagram and at Taylor Cole for Twitter. That's my best guess. I love it. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. Someone else is getting. Someone else is getting. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we did it, Taylor. Thank you so much. Yep. And may we be the first to wish you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast presented by Friendly TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina, at the flagship property studios on East Coffee Street. For more information, go to deckthehallmark.com.